Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Elijah Streams. My name is Julie Smith and I'm filling in for Steve Schultz today. We're recording this on Tuesday, December 19th, which will air tomorrow on Wednesday, December 20th, 2023. It's always an honor to be filling in and being with you all. So today I have the privilege of hosting Sydney McGill again, and you don't want to miss out on this land-shaking revelation that she'll be sharing. It'll be really, really good and really help propel you into the new year. There's so much she has to share today. I'm really excited about it. But before we bring Cindy on, we wanted to run this well spot to show you where your generous donations are going. We are celebrating. Why? Because thousands of people cannot access clean water and thousands have given their lives to Jesus because of the clean water wells that have been drilled. You are truly saving lives. You have no idea the peace of mind that you have brought to the mothers in these villages. Now, their young daughters don't have to travel alone for miles and miles to collect water. Instead, they can focus on school and family. Everyone is rejoicing and giving thanks. May God bless you all. Come with me as we go visit one of the mothers that you have impacted. Hello. I'm here with Pegson's family. Pegson is a mother of eight and she lives with some of her grandchildren. Before the new water wells were drilled in this community, they would walk two hours to the old water source to collect water. It was very hard for them. But now everything has changed because they now have a new water source. Because of you, the water source is just two minutes away from their home. Stories have changed. Thank you for being a blessing. May God bless you. We would like to say thank you. You have impacted so many lives by donating towards the drilling of water wells. But there are still people without access to clean water. Donate today at elijahsdreams.com slash donate. Wow. We are so excited about what God is doing through your generous giving to Elijah's Dreams. Thank you for partnering with us and remembering us in the year-end giving to make an impact into people's daily lives around the world. You are making a huge difference, and we thank you for it. So let's bring on Cindy McGill. Hi, Cindy. Hi. How are you guys? We are good. How are you doing? Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. It's been a busy time. Mm -hmm. Are Crazy. you all ready for Christmas? <laughs> Never. 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 I'm not either. No. No. I just think, you know, it just, it's, a, it's a day it comes and, and people get a few things and then we're eating and then we're tired and you know, it goes. it's like oh my gosh but it's really it's been an interesting year I'm gonna say yeah. mm -hmm. and I know that um in fact uh I've been uh, having some impressions and things that I feel like God's talking to me about this coming year mm -hmm. uh 2024 and you said you had a dream and uh just before the show and uh before this show and um we were talking about that so I was thinking yeah. maybe we could start with that because it's very important 
during yeah. this directional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was interesting because um, the Lord told me yesterday he was going to give me a dream for your show today. And it, mm -hmm. he does not disappoint. <laughs> and it was so good. And just before um, we started the show, it got really hot in the room here. I mean, I, I even see my cheeks are getting warm. It's like I'm getting flushed. It's really interesting. Um, it, it feels very hot right now. I'm in my prayer soaking room. Um, I'm not at my dining room table today like I usually am because my house is going through a little bit of a mini remodel. And so I'm not in that room today, but in my, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm in my prayer soaking room. It's really hot in here. So <laughs> I'm like up the fire. I know it's going to be a good show. So mm -hmm. yeah. So I'll start out with this dream and okay. it, it's pretty interesting. It was a dream of driving down roller coaster road. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was wild. So I was on this vast road, which looked like a roller coaster ride. And the first portion of, of the road, we were going downhill, like really fast, like vertically downhill. And we were at top speed. Then I saw in the distance, the next leg of the road, it was a steep climb with some portions of the road going upside down, like a roller coaster. It had several loops in it. And I know before then we would need to accelerate at top speed to get good traction. But at the bottom of the road, um, after the downhill portion was over, there was a rest stop. And many were encouraged to take a rest before taking on the next leg. Mm -hmm. At the bottom of the hill, after the rest stop, there was a little bit of a windy road so that you could start accelerating to help make up for the next leg to, you know, because there were some upside down loops coming and uh, like a roller coaster. And this was to help you catch speed so you could accelerate at top speed again. And the dream ended with me starting to accelerate toward the upside down loops on the next leg of the road. Roller coaster road, here we come. <laughs> right. Yeah, I kind of think that is pretty much a picture of, of kind of how it's going to be. Um, we talked a little bit about that. You know, I thought it was interesting. The first of the dream, you were going downhill top speed, which mm -hmm. doesn't require any effort from you whatsoever. You're just along oh, for the ride, you know? Yeah. And so it seems like it's going very, very fast, but then it hit a place where you had to accelerate very quickly or very powerfully in order to get through the next portion mm -hmm. of the roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. And um, I had been, uh, I had been feeling like that we were, I, I likened it to going down the Rogue River, which is, we know that for rafting, you know, we lived in Oregon for a while too. And um, when you are in a boat and you're on a, you're going down rapids, I've never been down the really heavy ones. <laughs> That's just every, for everyone's safety. I didn't go down the really uh, big ones, but I have been down there and uh, everyone in the boat has to position themselves mm -hmm. and they go through the rough mm -hmm. water you go through this rough water and then everybody is, is all um, making their oars go in certain directions. They're all positioned around the boat so that no one falls out. Nobody, uh, you know, the, the boat doesn't turn over and that kind of thing. And then you go through a smooth spot mm -hmm. and the smooth spot is where everybody can examine. They can think about it. They can talk about that part or here comes the next one, you know, kind of thing. And I think this is kind of kind of how be uh, 2024 is going to be. I think it's going to be we're going to go through these um, these times um, where we haven't been this way before. I was talking to you about, yeah. um, you know, Joshua three, 
where, you know, mm -hmm. he said, uh, Moses, my servant is dead, Joshua. In other words, you're going to have to take over and you haven't been this way before. So, so God's going to go before you. He's going to go with you. He's going to give you, uh, Deuteronomy 31 says, he's going to be uh, with you before you. He's going to go behind you and he's going to be on your sides. So he's going to give mm -hmm. you new protections for new directions. Mm -hmm. And so this has been something that none of us have ever been on before. We've never been uh, going in this direction before. We've never had these kinds of obstacles or challenges or things like that before. But what it does mm -hmm. is it goes to strengthen you and it goes to bring out uh, all the things that he's put in us, almost like investments mm -hmm. over the years that God yeah. has been investing in us. And now we're going to see them come to light. We're going to we're going to exercise. We're going to put to practice what he's been showing us and telling us and and we've been preparing for it. We've all known that, you know, I read somewhere that said, uh, well, we're not all in, maybe not all in the same boat. We're in the same storm. <laughs> yes. you know, so we may be mm -hmm. in different boats, but we're all in the same storm. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so I feel like, you know, that we're having, we're having to, we're having to literally let go of some things that we have done in the past. Mm hmm there's not a, it won't, they won't benefit us. They're not going to help us. They're not going to advance the kingdom. They're not going to advance God in our lives. We're going to feel stagnant. We will feel exhausted, you know, honestly, trying to do something the old way. Uh, we'll use a lot of our effort. We will spend all of our strength in vain if we if we don't let go of some of this old stuff and begin to let God navigate us mm -hmm. with his strength, with his direction, with his peace and uh, show us a way we haven't been. Mm -hmm. So, and I feel like that's your roller coaster dream. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's going to be something that's going to require times of rest. And I thought that was interesting when you said uh, you had to get rest on your mm -hmm. roller coaster dream. Yeah. To be able to make the next loop. And some of them yeah. were more challenging than the ones before. Mm -hmm. It was a road. It's a roller coaster road. It yeah. wasn't just on track. You were on a road. So yes. it has to do with, you know, a way that you're going to be, that all of us, honestly, are going to be navigating. So, yeah, it's real important mm -hmm. for us to, to think about what is it that he's, what is it that he's invested in us? I know that, um, you know, we've, we've come into a preparation time. We've been through a preparation time and, yeah. and it's different when you're preparing and you're not in the middle of the challenge. And when you're having to prepare, when you meet the challenge, Yeah. you know what I'm saying? There's a level of preparation that we've all had where we can face a challenge, but then when you get into the middle of it and you see what it really is, now there's different types of preparations that need to be made in order for us to face it as it's kind of kind of on the run, on the go. Right. You know? And with the roller coaster and going at top speed and then having a rest stop, it's like, you know, the Lord is saying, I'm with you. I have you. Don't be scared about mm -hmm. this, this new road before you. I'm going to mm -hmm. give you times of refreshing, times yeah. of rest in between, mm -hmm. you know, the different legs of the road. Yeah. And, um, you know, to me, it made me think of your your word here about preparation time. He's preparing us for that road ahead. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We've been in preparation time and a lot of it has not been comfort. 
Mm-hmm. It hasn't been in comfortable places. But then again, you know, um, warriors, I, I put this on a post, warriors are not challenged, they're not created in the comfort zones of life. Yeah. You know, they're created when we've been through these challenges and these difficulties and these things where we didn't know what to do and we, mm-hmm. we, we didn't see it coming, uh, blindsided. Um, we had things that were taken from us or we had uh, betrayal issues or things like that that had happened or, or just huge, devastating blows and, and surprises that we just didn't know, we didn't see mm-hmm. coming. And it's real right. easy at that time to just say, you know what, forget it. Um, I'm just backing out. I can't, I can't do this. And, but that's the very time that you go to the feet of the one who's already been before you and knows where this is going to take us. And he brings comfort and he brings uh, this overwhelming love and his, his comfort and his mercy mm-hmm. will actually repair and heal your heart from trauma and from all the things that you've gone through. And, um, yeah. you know, all of us, I, I was thinking how, I think it's in Psalms, it says, teach us to number our days that we can apply our hearts unto wisdom. I'm going to have to think about where that is. But, you know, I think that we are, we are in a time right now where we need to number our days. We need to see how do we apply our hearts? How do we prepare our hearts? How do we give our hearts to wisdom to be able to understand and know what it is that, 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 that God wants us to do in this time and in this hour mm-hmm. that we, we literally shut down voices of, of other people and other things. Um, you know, he said, uh, not just my, my sheep know my word. He said, my sheep know my voice. So when we can shut down other voices, mm-hmm. there it is. Psalm 90, mm-hmm. 12, yes. teach us to number our days that we can apply our hearts into wisdom. We're there. Yeah, We have got to let God teach us his ways. We need to apply wisdom from heaven mm-hmm. um, so that we're able to, to move in sequence. I always think about in tandem. I always call it working in tandem with God and with the Holy Spirit, you know, because that way we're not ahead of him. We're not behind him. We're not just pulling things out that, you know, in a time of a knee jerk type of response. And we're actually waiting for him to give mm-hmm. us that instruction. So I wanted to ask you about your first point. You had stepping into foreign territory mm-hmm. to possess the gates. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I'm sure you're going to elaborate on this. But one of the questions I had and I've heard over the years is, how do you know that you're called to a foreign territory or mm-hmm. if you shouldn't even walk into this foreign territory if you're not anointed for it? Because we've heard teachings over the years, well, you shouldn't go after things if you're not called Mm -hmm. for it. What Mm -hmm. if God is calling you to a, you know, a territory that has a lot of strongholds on in it? Mm -hmm. And um, should we or shouldn't we go? I mean, I've heard a lot more teachings on, you know, not going than going because, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you could be coming into enemy territory that you're not called for. And maybe that was for a time in season, but it just feels like a new day where God is really equipping us. And you talked about being warriors and wartime prophets. I mean, they don't back down. They don't, you know, uh, go into a territory, you know, skittishly and think, oh, I'm not called for this. I mean, we're called to wartime. So can you talk a little bit about that? How do you know you're called to a foreign territory and if you're anointed to do so? (laughs) Well, I'd like to propose the fact that we are in a foreign territory. (laughs) You know, that's very true. Yeah, it is. I mean, we're not living in 
we're not living in the age that was, you know, everyone was um, open to hearing about God or Jesus or Bible or church or anything like that. We are in an antichrist uh, time right now where people, in fact, I think it was um, uh, uh, the guy that does all the, um, I'll think of his name. Anyway, he was saying that this is the first generation of, of post-Christ era. Mm. Uh, people just don't know about God. They haven't been taught about God. They haven't been taught. I was, I was watching some Christmas movies with my grandkids and I thought I can't watch one more because all they're doing is talking about Christmas trees, the Santa Claus, about all these things. And I thought, where's, where's Jesus in right. this at all? I mean, because it's not in present day uh, or even 20 years ago, 10 years ago, uh, Christmas shows. And so it's been, it's been dripping out of the very meaning of why we celebrate, you know, Christmas at the time we do. Um, and, but we're in a post-Christ era. It's George Barna. That's what I was thinking of. And he was doing a, a he does all the um, statistics and he said, you know, we're living in a post-Christ era where we're, we're ripe for a move of God. We're ripe for a downpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now, when I know that a few of us, my age got saved in the Jesus movement, and at that time, it didn't look like there was a lot of hope for us either. Mm -hmm. We were a bunch of knuckleheads and we were doing all kinds of things. But God stepped in. And when we found and felt his presence and we experienced that, um, it turned our whole lives around. And it rescued us from the, the grip of destruction. And that's because we were headed that way. Mm -hmm. So we're living in foreign territories. We're living mm -hmm. around where, um, where the devil's not even hiding anymore. You know, um, he's yeah. you had Target selling Satan shirts. You had uh, Minnesota where they at a, a museum, they were asking it was a family friendly event. They called it. I think we talked about this on one of the other shows where um, it said, uh, bring your children and have them summon their demon. And uh, it was, uh, you know, a bunch of people into witchcraft. Mm -hmm. And I always think about um, because they're looking the young people, people all over really, but especially the young people, um, they're looking for power. They're looking for something. Everyone's on a spiritual journey and a supernatural hunger, but they're not yeah. finding it. If it, if the Holy spirit is not present in the churches and the congregations and the places where people meet, if they're not having an encounter yeah. with the presence of God and the spirit of the Holy, the Holy spirit, then they're going to seek out other things. And they're going to be looking for what can we do? What, how, how do we know anything? I want to have an experience. Mm -hmm. And you know, the thing is, God created us for experience just with him. And people would say, well, what do you tell people that, you know, we're going after this? They call it the light. They call it all these things. You know, well, Jesus is the light. And I always think um, if Jesus is the light and supreme light and supreme energy that I get, I get a lot of flack for saying that word, but he is, he's all power. I don't know what else you'd call it, you know? Um, and if he is supreme power and energy and light, why would people settle for a lesser light? Mm -hmm. But you yeah. know, the only reason that, that darkness exists is because there's an absence of light. So if we're to be lights in dark places, because he's in us, and the Holy Spirit is shining through us, it, it eliminates the darkness. And now people are drawn to your light. That's Isaiah 60. 
Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're like, we're, we're in a time now where we have got to be not, not afraid. We just need to recognize where we live right now. And where we live right now is in a, a whole a deep darkness. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Has covered people. Mm-hmm. Darkness has covered the earth and deep darkness has covered people. So it's time for us to rise up and we're going to be stepping into foreign territory, whether you like it or not, because it's your neighbors, it's the people at the store, it's the people who, you know, um, college campuses, it's people that are teaching your kids in school, it's it's children that don't think about anything about, uh, they're lawless and they have no um, desire for correction or if you try to discipline them, it's, it's, uh, it's not, there's no one disciplining them. And so they're, um, they're learning to just do whatever they want. And they're Mm -hmm. lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. It's all in there, you know? So I feel Mm -hmm. like that we're in foreign territory. Now we just need to learn how, okay, we're in the rapids. We're on roller coaster road. We're already there. Now we just have to learn how do we navigate roller coaster road? How do we navigate the rapids? Mm-hmm. How do we navigate with other people? How do we know when that period of that roller coaster road has come to an end? And now there's people that get off of your roller coaster and people that get mm-hmm. on it because oh, they, you know, and in the meantime, like we said, God's made an investment in us and now we get to see he wants to see what is it that you've learned and how are you going to take what i've shown you and given you and now you're going to put it to use right now you're going to be doing the other thing i notice is that when people pray they don't believe what they pray Mm. and so we have to believe what we pray we need to pray in faith believing and, and, and when we do, God says, I know that that was true. It's like the woman who crawled through the crowd on her belly with the issue of blood and she was being trampled. She'd been to every, um, every doctor and hadn't gotten any better. But she knew that if she could just touch, if she could just get a hold of him, that she would be healed. And she believed it. And she, she took a risk and it cost her something. To, to go and be, be stepped on by everyone who was touching you. Jesus turned around and said, you know, who touched me? And they said, everyone's touching you. And he says, no, I felt power leave me. Right. You remember? Yes. And so we're there. It's like now we're going to get to watch God meet us at our point where we say, you know what? If I have to get on my belly and crawl through the crowd and, and get a hold of you in this moment, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about taking on those new territories, foreign mm -hmm. territories, wherever Mm -hmm. we're called to with a new mindset? We really are in an era where we have to have a new mindset. We can't be doing, you know, going into these new places with the old mindsets that we have before because they're not going to work. He has awakened us more than he we've ever been awakened before. Mm -hmm. We're seeing things for what they really are. We're seeing the truth. Many truth tailors are coming forward. Many whistleblowers 
blowers are coming forward mm-hmm. and uh, you know, exposure is coming and it's like, oh my gosh. And we talk about the school systems. We we talk about, you know, all these things being shoved down our kids' throats and especially, I mean, the LGBTQ and satanic mm-hmm. worship and all that. So how as parents, mm-hmm. you know, um, like mama bears, they need to um, have a new mindset to take on what they're seeing today and go into these new territories. Well, I did a, a podcast not long ago, and the title of it was We Need a Bigger God. Mm. We need a bigger God. Anyone can address the problem. Yeah. Anybody can talk about all the things that are going on. But what, what we need is we need to see a bigger God. And we need to go before him because he said, I'll keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed on me. Mm-hmm. So if we can operate out of perfect peace, then God will bring us revelation. And when he brings us revelation, we're going to see what he sees the way he sees it. And we won't be operating from our soul. That's mm-hmm. our mind, will and emotions. We're going to be operating from the spirit realm where God says, OK, this is see, I do this when I have to go into the porn convention. Yeah, because it is traumatically hard for me. My heart hurts. Yeah. I, I, I break out into tears. Sometimes I have to get out of there and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, OK, just just give me strength in my weak knees, you know, kind of thing. Give me the ability to go in. And this year we have a booth and we haven't had one before other one other time. And um, and I have to to look in his face all the time. I have to look in God's face and I have to see what he sees and I have to Mm -hmm. see the ones that he's been drawing to himself. There are people who want out. There are people who want to get out. They're looking for somebody to give them the the green card, the get out of jail free card. They're looking for somebody to give them a way of escape, which is Jesus. Yeah. And when they find that, And we'll have opportunities this year at our booth to be able to lay our hands on people and to actually pray over them. And um, because we bought that booth and now we have private space where we can do that, where we, you know, wandering around and interpreting dreams and giving them a word was all great and wonderful. But I think we're going after Goliath. And so I feel like that in order for us to do that, I can't do that in my strength. I can't take a head off of a giant in my own strength. I don't have that ability. Neither did David. You know, he is a little scrawny guy and he wasn't even thinking he wasn't prepared to go fight a giant, but this thing was mocking. It was, it was laughing at people. It was, it was everything that, that um, just evil is, you know, just, just finding ways to make people shrink back in fear. Mm-hmm. What, what he was doing. And it yeah. took the strength of God. It took the wisdom of God. It took, it took five smooth stones that he didn't take with him. <laughs> he didn't go with a slingshot prepared to take five stones and take out a giant. Mm-hmm. He got there and, and he was like, this is it. This is the time. Right. So when you get there, God will show you, but you know, this is, This is what I think we've been lacking. And I mean, we've pastored four different churches and we've been ministry for 40 years or more, you know, well, since, I don't know, I got saved in 73. We went right into ministry, you know? And so it's, it's almost like 
what we've been lacking is we've, we've leaned so much to everyone else's teaching, which isn't bad. It's not bad that you have teaching, but when you have the fear of the Lord, when you fear God and you get close to him and you know his voice and you know what he says, and you know that you're on assignment and that you've gone through a lot of stuff, you know, fire and hard things. And every time we've had to run to him instead of run away from him, you know, Mm -hmm. then we've learned how to know that he's supreme. He's, he's all power. There's no power greater than his. And there's no, there's, he's got a way to, to bring down the ones that are evil doers, the ones, in fact, it's, I think it's 119, 126, Psalms 119, 126 says it's God, it is time for you to act because they have broken your law. Yeah. And the reason why God would act because they broken his laws, because the people that he sent Jesus to die for in the creation, us, his kids are trapped in a horrible set of circumstances that are, that are taking them captive to kill, to steal and destroy them. And so now it's time for God to act. It's not that we're going to act with God, but he's going to put his strength behind our little bitty strength. Yeah. And he's going to speak his voice louder than our voice. Of I can't, or that's too big, or that's impossible or whatever. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. God is the God of, it's beyond what's possible, <laughs> exceeding above and above what you could ask or think. So now we're in a, in a place where, where we're going to have to, we have got to start listening to the voice of him and him and, and get in there into to the word and get in the prayer closet and let him talk to you through dreams, through yes. prophetic words. He will highlight. Usually whenever I get a prophetic word from somebody, it's, it's just confirming what God's already told me in private. Right. So this is where you've got to grow up and we have to stop seeing the circumstances bigger than, than God. The circumstances are never bigger than God. We need a bigger God. That's what we need. Amen. So, and yeah. And talking about, you know, taking the head off of Goliath, you know, I was, I was reading your notes about that and, and, um, it reminded me of a dream I had years ago as well. So I'll just share that real quick with you. It, okay. it, it feels like it's it, it's like a time of, we talked about it's a time of increased dreams and many mm-hmm. people are having dreams like never before. And mm-hmm. I remember years ago that um, this dream, I was standing over a cliff um, overlooking the ocean and it was really bright. Um, the ocean was glistening. And I saw my family down below at the ocean's edge. And all of a sudden, I got this longing to be with them. I wanted to be with them so much. And now that I'm thinking thinking about that dream, I think it represents the family of God as well. But in the dream, it was my own, you know, literal, literal family. And um, so I started running towards them down this hill. And I had... Um, all of a sudden, my legs turned into that um, that uh, speedy. Oh, that uh, I can't think of it now. That the um, the like the, Gumby, not Gumby, but that beep beep. What's that cartoon? Oh, 
Yeah, the Roadrunner. The Roadrunner. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I just went blank for a second. The okay. Roadrunner. I had Roadrunner legs going down this windy road, going as fast as I could to get to my family. And then all of a sudden there was a cobra snake in his strike mode, you know, hissing at me. And um, I wanted to go past him. I didn't want to deal with him, but he was in the middle of the road. And then instantly I went into this vision that if I went around him, he was going to strike me in the back. So I knew through this vision that I had to deal with him. And mm -hmm. I look towards the bushes on one side and I find this shovel and I take the shovel and I cut off his head with the shovel and I just dusted off my hands and kept running down the road towards my family to be with them at the ocean. And so I had to deal with this snake. I had to deal with cutting off this snake's head. Mm -hmm. to be with my family. I left my watchtower because I wanted to be with my, my family so much. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it really speaks to the body of Christ right now as well, that there is just a longing to get people saved. You just love them so much and you'll do whatever it takes to call in the, the bride, to call them all home. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, having that love of the father and cutting off the enemy's head so that you could be with them and, and, and be a part of the family of God. But I'm sure you probably have more to that. But I thought about that when yeah. you talked about the head of taking off the head of Goliath. Yeah. I mean, it's taking off the head of anything. It's a yeah. lie. You know, mm -hmm. that's what snakes are is they're lies. And they've, they've been dormant. And then, you know, when uh, Paul went and gathered, uh, oh, it's, yeah, Paul went and gathered sticks and he he thought it was a stick and it was uh, laying, it, it disguises itself always, you know, but when the mm -hmm. fire got turned up, it turned into a snake and bit him and he shook it off, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking about how we are, we're in a time right now where, where we're going to be walking through scenarios and different situations that we've never been in before. And the, the number one thing to do is always to panic mm -hmm. or to go into fear or to shrink back and say, I'm not going unless so-and-so goes, or I need to get 25 different witnesses or people to tell me that I should do this or that. And sometimes you don't have that op You don't have that option. Right. You're just going to go where God tells you to go and you're going to go in faith and you're going to see him do things that you can't do. Okay. And he's going to give you instruction on the run and on the go. And when you get there, mm -hmm. don't think about what you say. When you get there, I'm going to give you the words, you know, and so we're, we're in a time right now where, um, and I think about your family being at the ocean, you mm -hmm. know, and that's kind of like the um, Israel army, you know, they were pressing to the Red Sea and they got there and it was, it was an ocean. There was no way out. There was no way to get through, mm -hmm. but then God did a miracle. God parted it. God made a way where there seemed mm -hmm. to be no way. He caused things to happen that he, that you know, nobody could have done. It had to be a God moment. And um, I feel like we're going to be more and more into that than we've ever been. And this is why he said, look, you, you need to know, Deuteronomy 31, you need to know I am behind you. I am in front of you and I am on your side. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to protect you. That, that goes into um, God's provision will always follow his placement. Yeah. His provision in, in finances, resources, his provision in protection, his provision in supernatural, uh, unusual miracles are going to happen. His provision from heaven will always follow his placement where he has you 
or where you find yourself or where he's got you going. You can't look around anxiously. You just have to, you just have to be steadfast looking at him and he'll give you what you need in that moment. And we've proven it over and over and over again in the places where we've been. And I was like everyone else, but I just got to a place where I said, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do what God says. Does it make sense? No. Did, did it, did it seem like it was someplace that I would have found myself? No, I would have never gotten myself into these uh, types of um, events, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or places where God sent me. But every time I've done it, he's been faithful. He, his, his presence overshadows whatever presence I'm in, whether it's the new age arena, whether it's a pagan festival, whether it's a a film festival, whether it's um, a gay pride parade, whether it is uh, burning man with all the people doing all kinds of things in the temple out there, whether it's the porn convention, his presence is greater Mm -hmm. than any of the other ones. And so, and he shows up and does things I can't do. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, he causes people to feel his presence. Again, the only reason that there's darkness is, be, is there's an absence of light. And that's where we are right now. And God is, is literally taking, it, it just, you're in the draft. God's drafting you into his army, whether you want to go or not. He's putting you in there and he's saying, I am the light and I live inside of you. So when you show up, my light shines out of you. And it dispels darkness. And that's how we're going to, um, that's how we're going to navigate these days ahead. And when you see that you have a bigger God, then you have a bigger problem. You'll have peace that comes Mm -hmm. over you. I have a bigger God than I have a big problem. Yeah. I have a bigger God than I have filth and gross darkness all around. I have a bigger light Mm -hmm. than, than this false light or, or this whatever kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a knee jerk reaction. And this is what I'm training people now to do. Yeah. It's like, okay, I had to learn it too. I don't know it all. I'm not even going to pretend like I know it all, but I have seen God do some supernatural, spectacular things yeah, in places you. of gross, gross darkness mm-hmm. where I, I, I had no intention of just volunteering, going in there by myself, you know, mm-hmm. but God opened a door and a way, and then I got to see him work. And these are, these were the times where in my life, where I would say like David, you know, well, I've already conquered a lion and a bear, you know, and mm-hmm. where no one was watching, there wasn't anybody out there to see it. You know, it was just going to come after the sheep. So I had to take it out. And then he found himself in front of Goliath. And so, and, and the other thing I learned this from Larry Randolph, he said, God made places before he made people. So he says, when I learned that from him, he said, when you connect with your place, Mm -hmm. there's an angel waiting there because it's your destiny. Wow. So God made a place before he made you. He spoke the world into existence before he ever created man. And now the place is, is there's provision for you. There's angelic activity there for you. There's, he makes a crooked place straight for you when you're in that place. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that'll give you a lot of confidence to move out 
because we're, we're, we're not going to have an option to shrink back. We now have, have got to do it. And if he says, hold up, just wait here five minutes Mm -hmm. or don't catch that plane, or I need you somewhere or this or that, you will be able to move quickly. Like if you think about a trained thoroughbred horse, a, a, a Kentucky Derby horse, right? The rider and the jockey are so connected that if that jockey makes one move, that horse knows what to do. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Yeah. It knows it knows that the slightest move to turn left or to turn right or to go this way or go that way. And that's kind of where we are now, where we're so one with him that if he says, hang back, or you're in a, a long line for food and you weren't anticipating being gone that long, don't get worked up about it. There's a there's a, a timing involved. And I noticed this uh, interpreting dreams. There'd be someone telling me a dream and it didn't really seem to have a lot. It was just a, a soul dream. It was just something. And I had to kind of shorten it up because they were getting so involved in telling the dream. And it was a great dream. It was just not a God dream but my divine appointment was right over here. Mm-hmm. So I needed to cut this one off so I could get over here because I was like, Oh, I need to, I need to be able to speak with this person right here. Yeah. So I had to learn all of this. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go back to where, you know, you're talking about God is in front of us and behind us and all around us. And it, it's, you've said that several times in, in different ways. And it's like, I feel like God is really, you know, speaking a theme here and really hammering this in. If we really believe God is all around us, in front of us, behind us, surrounding us, what would we truly accomplish if we had full confidence in him in this hour and Mm -hmm. he is moving through us? I mean, what could we possibly accomplish? I mean, I just want everyone to think about that for a moment. If, If you really believe God is all around you, what would you truly do step out into new territory territories, step out in boldness, mm-hmm. step out and cut off Goliath's head and do the things that he's calling you to knowing that mm-hmm. he's all around you. What would we truly accomplish? I mean, I think that's what we're going into in 2024. We are. Yeah. Only we are, we already this. knew it. We knew that we can't do, we, we, we've never been this way before. We've never seen these things before. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's think of 2020. We never yeah. saw COVID. We didn't see a pandemic. We didn't see this kind of thing where the whole country, the whole world was shut down. Yeah. And everybody was wearing masks and everyone was buying toilet paper and paper towels and whatever else. And for and fear I, I, was rampant. It was rampant. And, mm-hmm. and people even at Costco were like, I don't know why everybody's buying toilet paper. Like, is this a diarrhea moment? You know, it's, it's just like, what, what's the deal with this? And but people were just in a panic to get whatever they could. And, yeah. and it was, it was so, it, it sent everyone into such a spin that nobody could, could function on a, on a logical level. And it was the beginning of, of a time where to break down mm-hmm. people's ability to, to go as normal. Everyone was looking over their shoulder and everyone was concerned and, and rightly so. In a lot of cases, there were people that just didn't make it through COVID, you know, but there were a lot of people that did. 
And now so many things are coming out about that, but we didn't know. We didn't know that it was, that it was coming. I mean, Mm -hmm. nobody, I don't think anyone did. There were, at that time I was doing some dreams. I was on the ghost hunter show, you know, I was Mm -hmm. on there five times. And that was the time when these are people that go into haunted houses and they do all this. And I used to be on there for like an hour once every two months or three or something. And just took a live dream interpretation. Right. Yeah. So these people weren't born again, but they were like, do you, have you ever heard of anyone? Have you ever, have you ever heard of anybody that talked about this? I mean, do you know what's going on and all this? And I said, actually, um, there's people that said, some things about this type of thing happening and they're all not even on the earth anymore. And I said, one was John Paul Jackson and one was David Wilkerson and one was Kim Mm. Clement. Yeah. And I said, you can go look these people up yourself and see what they had to say. It's on the internet. But I said, Mm -hmm. these people aren't even here on this earth anymore, but they saw some things coming that were unusual that we're not, we were never used to. So it would be worth it. And it was really weird because that was the last time I was ever on their show. Mm-hmm. But I thought, I've got to take this shot. I have to take it and tell them. These people prophesied certain things that were getting, that they saw coming. They didn't have specific detail about mm-hmm. it, but they saw something coming that was mm-hmm. going to shake and rattle people uh, in the days ahead. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of left the ball in their court, you know, and, um, and I thought now we're, we're hearing and, and getting perspective as God is saying, okay, this thing, whole, this whole thing is a process, you know, of trying to break people down or trying to get them in fear and trying to get them to live there and that they don't trust. And then people to separate their family members you know, people won't talk to one another and they won't, yeah. they won't have anything to do with each other. And um, if they didn't get this or they didn't have that or they, you know, whatever. And it was like, you know, the, there's two, two things that come to divide. Satan comes to divide because he wants to keep people in fear and isolated. But Jesus also said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword to divide a a father from, you know, a a daughter and mother from a son, whatever. And it was like, so you're having to kind of look at it and go, okay, so which division is it? Is it, is it coming from hell to try and divide people at a time when people need to gather together Mm -hmm. (laughs) and encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approach or is Jesus bringing a sword? And so there's a reason why certain people in certain family units and and communities and stuff like that are being divided. And there's a bigger picture. Let's look at it from heaven's perspective. There's a bigger picture going on right now. We're only seeing in part, we see through a glass darkly. We prophesy in part, we see in part. I mean, we're never going to see the whole thing. And I remember years ago, um, I believe it was Paul Kane. And he said a lot of, heresy is created by people prophesying in conclusion what God has only shown us in part. Mm. And I thought that's really smart because 
we have come to where we put our own mind to it and we put our own thoughts to it and God's going, but I've got a big picture here and you're, you're, you've got puzzle pieces and you're seeing this. So this is where your trust level goes up in God. We need mm -hmm. a bigger God. Yes. He sees the whole picture. We don't yeah. see the whole picture. He sees the beginning from the end. You know, he, the, the disciples got in a boat and they were told we're going to the other side. And Peter was in that boat and he's, un, he's not unfamiliar with water or with ocean or with bad weather or, or turbulent seas or any of that. He's been around it. He knew, but he was even to the point where he was freaking out. And Jesus, who is perfect peace, <laughs> was sleeping in the boat saying, we're going to the other side, right? Yeah. Yes, and he's yeah. and it was like he's he knew where we were going. He he knows where we're going. He knows how we're going to get there. He knows their their idea was we're going to perish. This is so bad that we're going to perish. And Jesus' idea was, if you keep your minds on me, I am perfect peace. And the peace of God powders Satan underneath your feet. Yep, the God of peace will crush so, Satan under your feet. That like, actually, mm -hmm. that was know, the street I was born on. Santi Suk in Thailand means peace. Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so we're, we're, we're going to have to let God be God. And we're going to have to face a Red Sea moment, probably. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have to say, I don't know how we're going to get through this. I don't know what you've got up your sleeve. I don't know. But but I'm going to face it. Mm -hmm. And and if I have to face it with my family, I'm going to face it with them. Just what you said about your dream. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be times where we're going to have to look up to heaven and go, how do you want this to go down? Mm -hmm. We're, we're mm -hmm. completely at your mercy. We're trusting 100 mm percent -hmm. in you. We don't have another. There's not another one we're going to follow. There's not a voice we're going to listen to that's greater than yours. You're mm -hmm. going to do something supernatural that I can't do yeah, and it's going to make a place. Of, yeah. Speaking others. of supernatural uh, miracles and you talked about unusual miracles. Unusual miracles. And so can you give us a little bit of insight of that? What do you think unusual miracles are going to, we're going to see before our eyes going into this new year and beyond and tell us some of the unusual miracles <laughs> you've experienced in the highways well, and byways as well. Yeah, I mean, unusual to me was the first time I saw a finger grow out and grow yeah. a nail, you know, and this was in America. It wasn't in India or Africa or any place like that. I've heard of people that have seen eyes grow in and that kind of thing. But mm -hmm. here's what I think. I think if we've never been this way before, then the miracles we're going to see we've never seen or heard of before. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the other morning, you know, I was waking up. It was probably about a month or two ago. And God spoke to me straight about a bit. I mean, he said, unusual miracles. Oh, and I wow. thought, okay, so we're heading into unusual times mm -hmm. that we've never been in before, never been this way before. Moses is dead. We can't go to him and find out what to do, right? Yeah. Because he doesn't know anyway, because he was for that season. He's not for this season, right? And we're heading into these times where we've never been in before. So that would tell us that there's going to be miracles that will take place that we've never done before. We've never mm -hmm. seen before. We've never experienced before. I don't know what those could look like. I don't know if we're going to disappear. I don't know if we're going to vaporize in the day of trouble. 
what is it, Psalm 27, I think, in the day of trouble, I will hide you in my tabernacle. I will set you upon a rock. Does that mean that he's going to cover us with his wing and we're not going to be visible to people? Wow. I mean, that's an unusual miracle, right? That would be. In, in a day of trouble, in a day when, when you're, you're on assignment and you're going about doing whatever God has, has put you there to do, and, and you're, you're, you know, he said, in the day of trouble, I'll hide you. I will hide you. Okay. What, what does that look like? I mean, I've heard of just in passing of some people that have said, you know, I was preaching in a certain uh, city. And all of a sudden I was gone and I was in an elevator full of uh, small, you know, Chinese people. <laughs> and I had, I came back, uh, I did whatever I needed to do there. Yeah. And then I yeah, found myself back preaching again. And I had the card of the pastor of the, you know, mm -hmm. in, in my pocket of the suit I was wearing while I was preaching. That's an unusual wow. miracle. Yeah, definitely is. Right? David Herzog has talked about being translated to different places mm -hmm. and ministering as well, or meeting people and then God putting him back, uh, you know, to where he was. It's like, wow. And even like, yeah. I've heard people walking through walls. Yes. Mm -hmm. That would be an unusual miracle. <laughs> well, if you think about the yeah. Phillips transport, you mm -hmm. know, he was taken. Yeah. And so it's not like it's not in the Bible. It is in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and these are just a small things that we've heard or seen and, and heard about, you know, people that have had, I haven't had those things happen yet, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it, if I need to be somewhere else, I'll be somewhere else, you know, mm -hmm. uh, in that moment. But I think that what we're having to do, I think the main message and the pulse of this whole conversation that we're having now is we need a bigger God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is going to be our saving grace in the days ahead. We need a bigger God. If, mm -hmm. if any circumstance or anything or any problem or any obstacle or any whatever we face is bigger than God, we've you've got a problem, you know, and the problem isn't mm -hmm. that God isn't big. It's just that we're not recognizing him as big. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to have to change that mindset. We need yeah. a bigger God. Yeah. Um, and that way we'll be, we'll be comforted and, you know, and we'll be protected in the days ahead as we move forward. None yeah, just of us thinking know of, how long we're going to be here, you know? Yeah. And I was thinking about, you know, you speaking of that, if we come into dangerous times, it's like, what is there to fear? He's going to hide us. You know, he, he's going to mm -hmm. keep us. There's nothing to fear even in dangerous times because the bigger God is going mm -hmm. to protect us in mm -hmm. unusual ways and unusual miracles. It, it feels like it. we're in that day. We're going to see a lot of it and it's going to be commonplace. Yeah, well, it will. And, you know, we're going to be with him anyway. And, you know, I think that we're here until we're just not here anymore. Yeah. I mean, when God says, you know, okay, <laughs> it's time, then that's, that's it, you know, and, and there's been so many, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know really what that's going to look like for us in the days ahead, but I do feel like God was saying, I've, though it, it, your compass has never pointed in this direction, mm -hmm. though you don't have experience walking down this path, though you, you, you know, you've seen me do certain things. Um, I, I just think that we're going to have to be really wise 
in the days ahead. We need to number our days and apply our hearts unto wisdom. Mm-hmm. Psalm 90, verse 12. And because wisdom is going to keep us from getting ourselves into situations that could complicate or even uh, put us in, in jeopardy or put others in jeopardy too. Mm-hmm. You know, every time I told God, I said, I'll go anywhere you ask me to go. As long as I hear you say, I'm sending you, I'm sending you. If, if, mm-hmm. if I don't hear that I'm sending you or now it's not, I don't need you there anymore. You've done that. I'm raising up other people now who can do that. Um, and I'm trying to equip people to do the work and, and to be unafraid doing it mm-hmm. and to try and navigate them into some places where all, all they need to do is show up and God mm-hmm. will show up with them. Right. And then all the things that they've learned over the years will be, will be right there. They'll be seeing mm-hmm. them in action. Like right. um, one of, I mean, just is simple, but it's big to me was, you know, it says where where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Well, I've read that how many times, you know, but when I got into a place where sin abounds, grace really did much more abound. And it shocked me. It took my breath away. I was like, because normal Christian behavior would be, this is horrible. This should be judged like Sodom and Gomorrah. This is the Mm -hmm. worst, you know, kind of thing. But God was like, I'm going to teach you my ways and you're going to walk in my truth. And you're not going to be all this fire and brimstone type preaching stuff. Like, and, and he had to take me back to some or to um, first Corinthians 13. And I read that. I don't know how long I read that. I said, how long do I have to stay in this? And he said, till you learn it. And it was, you know, the love chapter. It's yeah. it, and 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 I was like, this is missing. It's missing, and the people that I run into tell me that it's missing. They don't know where they can go to find help because they're judged yeah. on their appearance, or they're judged in their process of finding help or truth, and so they've been a finger pointed in their face, and they've they've had no love in their brokenness. And in their time of searching or with their, their hardened hearts because of the, the trauma and the stuff they've experienced. I mean, some of the stories I hear would break your heart. They would just, I, you know, you want to shake them out and go, I don't want to, I don't want to remember that. But they had mm-hmm. to have somewhere to tell it because it, it's been so damaging and so horrible to them. What the enemies tried to do to take them out. Yeah. And speaking of, I kind of wanted you to talk a little bit more about the wartime warriors and prophets. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk about, you had said they've been shunned and discarded and and looked at as unstable, but God has been preparing them through all of that. Mm -hmm. And when it's time for war, they're steadfast, unshakable, who won't crumble when the battle rages. Talk a little bit about his wartime warriors, because I feel like a lot of them have been rejected. Oh my goodness. Yes. Big yes. rejection, but absolutely raising them up. They're going to be the ones on the front lines when the battle rages. Yeah. And they will, and they'll know just what to do because they're, they're, a, they are completely immune from the, the fear of man. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't 
They don't care about what people say about them anymore because they've been following a process. You know, God is a farmer. So everything he does is a process. And in the growth periods, there's times where, you know, you're going to go through just in, in natural life. You know, when you're, when you're 11, 12, 13, you're, you're growing and your legs don't fit and your feet are bigger than your knees. And you watch these, you know, my grandkids even growing up, the boys, you know, their legs are huge and their feet are big and they can't, they can't figure out how to walk because Mm -hmm. everything's growing and they're, they're, they're stumbling around. Right. Yeah. And so I'm thinking about how in the, in the process you know, God had to tell me when I was getting, going through all the stuff in all the places that I've been, I was in a process. I was a forerunner. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now back to the show. And it was not something that everyone was doing. Not everyone was doing is certainly people didn't understand it. And they, they told me, you know, well, you're going to, you know, we have churches and people are going to leave your church and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And and God just said to me, well, you know, basically I said to them, I'm not going to stand before you in heaven one day and give an account of my life. I've got to give it to God. Right. And he's mm-hmm. asking me to do this. And now, of course, it's it's right there. Like people are dreaming. People are having experiences. People are, you know, the the all the counterculture stuff is right in our face everyone is is believing something that isn't true about them and a, an identity is a huge issue um, but God had to take me through a process of learning how to deal with them or how to handle them according to the their pattern the way they were made not the way that people saw them or not their experience mm-hmm. and so um, I had to learn it and and so these wartime warriors have been in the in the shadows I mean yeah. there's been a lot of loss. There's been a lot of things that have happened and people have said horrible things and they've, you know, and, and they just didn't get it. They didn't understand, but God knew what he was doing. And, and at some point you have to make up your, you have to make up your mind and you, you have to say again, there's a, there's a whole harvest field and nobody's in it. Yeah. And if nobody's in it, then they're not going to hear. If they don't hear, they're not going to have hope. If they don't have hope, they're going to take their lives because they don't feel like it's worth living. Hmm. And so we've got to mobilize people now to say, we're in this for the long haul. We're going to see God show up and we're going to make disciples of people and bring them out of their comfort of their churches and sitting there and hearing sermon after sermon after sermon, we're going to put them in the field and let them see what God has invested in them. And that's where your growth comes from. And that's where you see the strength of God that has been, you know, if you think about um, iron, I learned this years ago, our wine, either one, wine is poured seven times and all the impurities come to the top before it's ready to be consumed, right? With iron, it's put in the fire to gain its strength. It's put in the fire and it's put in there and then it's cooled down and they put it in there and then they cool it down and put it in there and cool it down seven times at least. And then it has strength because all the impurities came to the top during the fire. And that's a, that mm-hmm. is a, not a very attractive place to be is in the fire when you're going through the trials and you're going through the bad stuff and you're 
having to forgive people that, that, you know, didn't want to see you succeed or whatever it might be. Right. And, and they took things from you that didn't belong to them and they, you know, caused trouble and it was hard Mm -hmm. and it, it hurts because you're just trying to do the right thing, you know, but there's another thing called pig iron. And a friend taught me this and she said, pig iron looks like iron, but it's never been through the fire. So it has Mm -hmm. all the, it has all the traits. It looks like iron. It looks like just like iron. If you put the two together, you wouldn't be able to tell them apart visually. But if once you put weight on them, one will crumble and the other one won't. And that's when I said, it's, they've been through the fire, these warriors. Mm-hmm. These yeah. end time warriors have been through the fire. They've been through stuff when they didn't have anybody. They, did, they, they didn't have anybody to turn to. They had to go to God. Yeah. And they had to say, teach me your ways and I'll walk in your truth. I don't even know what's happening right now. I'm just, I'm just, I just know if I don't do it, I've got a fire burning inside of me. And if I don't do this, I'm going to, I'm going to self-combust, you know, because God lit the fire. Yeah. And they're not looking for man's approval. They're not looking for it. I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't get it. I didn't get man's approval. Mm -hmm. You know, now more people are interested because they see that we're in this time. We're in the seasons that we're living in right now. We're in the um, foreign territory. Now we're living in it right Mm -hmm. here. This is where we are. We don't, you can't escape it. You can't go to any other country anywhere in the world and have it any different. It's all this way. Mm -hmm. And so when we're we're stepping into foreign territories to bring people because people do want truth they really are hungry for truth mm-hmm. they just have a have it's like god told me at burning man he said they want the bread of life but you've got to present me in a different wrapper they're not going to eat it from a church perspective right they're not going to understand it from church words and things like that they don't have any uh, idea or are they're wounded by having gone to church and they weren't accepted and they were shunned and they were kicked out or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. and I had nowhere to send people when they got encountered by the Holy spirit. I couldn't send them to a church because they get eaten alive, you know? And I'm sure when you started this ministry and God gave you the vision for it and going, you know, into the highways and byways, going into porn conventions and rescuing these women and new age fairs and burning men and all that, I'm sure people were uh, like, you can't do that, Cindy. Yeah. You know, and you probably dealt with a lot of people telling you no. And that's, mm-hmm. you know. But the fruit was there. It. The yeah. fruit was there. And and thank God, you know, we had video and we had some cameras we could show people. Look, this is what they're experiencing. And people would feel it. Mm-hmm. And then we had people that were coming out of the new age going, I don't even know what just happened to me. But I've never experienced anything that pure. And that peaceful. I've and, and I, I go to school for this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I go to school for new age practices, and I've never felt anything like this. Wow! Because God is supreme. He is the Most High. He is all power. He is all light. And and so everything that new age has, they've stolen from us, <laughs> from the Bible, basically, from so God, the get- way that we were meant to live. 
So once they get, you know, saved and healed and, mm-hmm. and set free, they really are the wartime warriors, aren't they? They are. Yeah, they totally are. And, and I've noticed it with people that have been in religions that have lied to them or they mm-hmm. have told them false truths and things like that. And when they come out and they've had encounter with the Holy Spirit and they've met the one true God and they know Jesus and they have, they have committed their lives to him, they go back and get all of their family members and they all get born again wow. and get saved and miracles happen in their midst. Mm-hmm. And, but they are very cautious and careful not to be lied to again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've got a whole ripe harvest. We've got two kingdoms clashing at once. We've got the kingdom of darkness that, you know, is trying to deceive and persuade and delusion everyone into a, 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 a scared place where no one's willing to do anything or they see it's hopeless. And we've got the kingdom of light kingdom of God that's coming with a vengeance. There is going mm-hmm. to be a major demonstration of the power of God on this earth. And nobody mm-hmm. can say it didn't happen. Yeah. So, you know, we've got the two coming at the same time. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to be on the Lord's side and that's just where it's going to go. And I'm going to equip people to do the work because that's what I'm called to do as an evangelist is to equip the people to do the work. Yeah. And I'm going to tell everybody whatever I've been shown and how God's trained me. And again, I don't know it all, but I know something. And then I'm going to, you know, and mainly it's the heart. It's not just about what you do. It's about having his heart because I would go out and I would feel my heart change and my, I could feel it beat differently when I knew I was going to have a divine encounter mm-hmm. because my heart now was beating with his heart. And I was just on the streets in six degrees interpreting dreams at a, at a film festival. Wow. And I'm like, I'm getting ready to have a divine encounter. I can feel it. My heart's beating different. Ooh, yeah. And so, and then I was like, oh my gosh, our hearts are like beating in tandem. Like I know that he's got a person that he's prepared for, And he's going to put words in my mouth in that moment to tell Mm -hmm. him whatever he needs to say. Then I become a partaker of a divine nature and I'm not even like operating in my own, you know, stuff. It's, I mean, I'm there, but it's him that's Mm -hmm. giving me everything I need in that moment. And I found it at the porn convention. I found it at Burning Man, found it at Pagan Festival. I found it everywhere. And I'm like, he's so much bigger He's just so much bigger. And so these in wartime warriors and, and prophetic people are have taken a lot of stripes on their back, so to speak, or they've taken a lot of hits. You know, they've, they've had people just leave them. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, that's it. We're gone. We're, we're out of here. And now they're all coming back going, oh, my gosh, we want to be trained. <laughs> so that's awesome. another story. Yeah. But, so, um before we go, I wanted to have you share some of your 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 books and your events, and then I wanted you to go out praying for these wartime warriors. How yeah. does that sound? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can get my books. I've got two or three, actually. Mm-hmm. I've got Words That Work, which is a language of light for a world living in darkness. That's the new territories that we were mm-hmm. talking about. What do you do when you step into new territory where well, we're living in it? And so this is words that we've learned that God trained us what to do and how to talk in the arenas that I've mentioned. Mm -hmm. And I've got stories in there, but mainly I've got the heart of God 
for people that that he sent Jesus to die for. And um, so make sure and get that. And then Methods to End the Madness is just an addendum. It's a small little book. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just got <clears throat> the ha uh, like words that work is why mm -hmm. and methods to end the madness is how. And how you do you get build those... your teams? Go ahead. On my website. Yes. Yeah, CindyMiguel.org. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then and you then have I, your what your dreams. What your dreams are telling you. Are telling you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unlocking solutions while you sleep, which are becoming more and more. Um, dreams will be a major player in these days ahead. God is going to speak to people in dreams. People are getting saved in their dreams. Um, we are seeing multiple. I mean, I'm getting dreams from all over the place and these people don't know each other. And so I'm, I'm seeing a trend and an uptick in uh, prophetic dreams from God, from heaven. In the last days, it's Joel 2.28. I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh, people that do and don't know him. The thing that we have a challenge now to do is to learn how to interpret dreams so that they're not going to psychics to get God-given dreams interpreted mm -hmm. because you're getting misinformation again. And so, um, and God's showing up in dreams. And so we're training people on how to interpret your dreams. And, uh, and it's a, it's a, it's a win. I mean, cause yeah. you know, they're, they're anxious to tell them like mm -hmm. you were. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but I mean, this is just common anymore mm -hmm. it is. Uh, for people. And, um, and then also, you know, we're, we're training and we're doing, I'm stepping up the outreaches this next year mm -hmm. because we yes. need to. Yeah. You and have one so, in Las Vegas. I have one in Vegas and then I've got, they're all over the place actually. So we're going to be, um, we're going to be doing a lot of these outreaches and I'm going to train up other teams in other cities. That they can do them because I can't be everywhere, but I'm going to train people to do, I'm going to put the tools in your hand in order to do that. So that will be our training and equipping. And we're, we're scheduling those right now. You'll find them on my website under events and we will have them. I have a dream one coming up in Austin. I think it's the first weekend in February. We have to mm -hmm. put that on the calendar. And then uh, we've got other ones that are people are wanting to be equipped and they're wanting to be trained. And so after I've done, you know, six to eight hours of teaching or training, I'm not going to take you out on the street and, and hold your hand while you're doing this. I'm giving mm -hmm. you the tools mm -hmm. to use them. So it's almost like I'm not going to, you know, you're going to learn to swim when you get in the water. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and, and these are the times that we're living in right now. And, um, this will give you success. Words that work will keep you from being at the wrong place at the wrong time, saying the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Did you hear me? It will keep you from being at the wrong place at the wrong time, saying the wrong thing. Because Jesus said, you will be hated by all men because of me. Mm -hmm. So we have to learn how to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And, and it will keep you, I even put in there, I think at one point I put in there, it will keep you from, from losing your life, you know, in certain places. So it just is what it is. I mean, we need to face it. It's, yeah. this is where we're living right now because Jesus is getting ready to come back. Mm. And so, you know, darkness is, is, is happening. It's Matthew 24. Yeah. So I just want to pray for people. I want to pray mm -hmm. for you. If you've suffered loss, if you've had difficult times, if you've had situations that you thought were unbearable, I'm going to pray for the God of all comfort to come and comfort your heart. 
that, that Jesus, you would reveal yourself to these people in such a way that they would not grieve, that they would not have a lost hope, that the emptiness in their heart would be filled up with your love and with your joy. And God, that you would, you would satisfy them in their burned and their scorched places. God, I just want to ask you on behalf of the church, God, we just repent mm -hmm. for how we've treated people, yes. how we've not been an example of you in all places or an aroma of you in every place. I want to ask you to forgive us, God, and that you would help us to, to learn to love like you do. And you would learn to, to help us and teach us your ways in the days ahead that are so uncertain and unfamiliar. And so, Father, I just thank you. We just reach up into heaven and we say, God, we love you. And we're going to hold on to you with everything we've got. And we will not let you go. And so I just thank mm -hmm. you, God, that you're going to help us and guide us and give us instruction in the days ahead on where we need to create teams, how we need to put people in place, how people need to hear your voice, how people need to take the assignment and run with it, knowing that you've surrounded us on every side. You've gone before us, behind us, and you're on both sides of us. Mm -hmm. And we just thank you for that. God, we thank you for your protection in the new direction and for your provision in your placement. And we thank you for that, God. We just thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just seeing um, people at a dining table and they've got, you know, their knife and their fork in their hand and, uh, the Lord is saying, I'm preparing a table before you mm -hmm. in the presence of your enemies. That's and right. I think why they're going like this is they're getting ready to feast. They're so excited. You're so excited for dining at the Lord's table. And um, you're going to do it in front of your enemies. And there is nothing to fear. Mm -hmm. Those those of you who've been rejected, who've been ridiculed, mm -hmm. ridiculed, who've been used and abused, there is nothing to fear because it's your mm -hmm. time to feast in the presence of your enemies and God is highlighting you. He's bringing you to the forefront and you're going to dine with him and you're going to be put on display with the Lord um, in, in a time and, and reveal to people the bigger God that's mm -hmm. in you, that's around you, that is going to be put on display in your life. Yeah. Oh, so good. Thank you, Lord, for that. Yeah. And, and um, you know, it displaces the enemy when God's favor is on you. Mm hmm. The enemy doesn't know what to do with that when the favor of God is on you. It displaces him. Yeah. And it displaces, displaces him off of the lives of other people too. So it's a good time to be alive. And there's a lot of God things that are going to happen in this year. And it's just the beginning. So um, be, be open and be available for God to use you. Don't, don't get stuck in bitterness and anger yes. and disappointment and, where people have said mean and hateful things, it's just going to come with the territory. <laughs> Listen to God. He doesn't say mean and hateful things to you. He encourages yeah. you and he whispers in your ear and tells you his secrets. So the so. biggest things I've, I've gotten from you today is we are go going to be in a time of unusual miracles and we have never been this way before. That's right. And I hope you're all encouraged by that as we walk into a new year, into an exciting new year on that roller coaster road yes. with the Lord. We've never been this way before. And it, it's going right. to be an exciting journey to be with him, to be riding with him into this new year. That's so, right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so you much. all for um, 
people that have uh, helped us do this, um, all of you that have been so supportive and and have given actually in our mm -hmm. ministry, you've, you've made it happen. Yeah. And we're just going forward. We're just taking more land. So I just want to yeah. say thank you to yep. people that have been so kind and generous to us. And if they want to uh, support you, they can go to your website. Yes, anemigill.org. Yep. There's mm -hmm. a place there. And it's always a tax write-off, but I'm telling you, it's good soil. And it's a time for yes. sowing right now. You remember, mm -hmm. just quickly, we did that thing on boomerang. Mm -hmm. Remember, we did a section on boomerang. I think it was in June or something or mm -hmm. July. And uh, the boomerang now is coming back. So whatever you're sowing, God's going to give it back to you a hundredfold. I mean, you can't outgive God. So, and it's just getting the work done. I love it. I think this is the most, it's, it's, it's the most interesting time, but it's also the most exciting time yes. because God is a big God. He's big. Amen. So yeah, exciting bigger times. God. Awesome. Thank you well, for thank having you. me and yeah. bless Elijah List and Elijah Streams and all of you for this. It's just mm -hmm. such a pleasure to be with you guys. Yeah. Thank you for being with us. And I'm sure you will be back many times into this <laughs> new year to tell us what else we need to know for, uh, you know, 2024 and beyond. So with that, thank you everyone for joining us. Make sure and join us on Thursday, which uh, will be, uh, Steve will be back with Robin Bullock and you won't want to miss that. He had uh, it, he wanted to be on before Christmas because he had a special message before Christmas he wanted to give to everybody. So you don't want to miss out on that. So we'll see you on Thursday with Robin Bullock. Bye-bye, everyone. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.